Hello, and welcome to Meeples and Wine. I am Michael. I am Susie, and this is Napod Pomo Episode 7. Mm-hmm. And... We're a little late, but that's fine. We still did it. Oh, that's right. We didn't record yesterday. Yes. I was not feeling well. That's okay. Want to do two two times tonight? <laughs> oh, you're Maybe talking not. about the recording. Maybe not. It's I, probably. I, I, I almost today. said yes, and I realized you were talking about making the podcast. <laughs> I was like, wow, is it our anniversary? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we have some listener feedback today from Nick Lawrence. Um, he's suggesting games for us. And he said, one that his wife, he says, one that my wife and I play and enjoy that you may not have yet. But it's fun for two people, especially a couple. He said, Fog of Love. And then a couple other random ones that they enjoy. Fox and the Forest, which he says is a quick and easy play. And Seven Wonders Duel. I don't, I'm not familiar with any of those. I We saw Fog of Love at Target once. It's big white box. Got like a silhouette of a man and a woman on the top. Yeah, I when I saw this, I looked at the picture, but I... I don't know anything about it. Yeah, Fox in the Forest I have seen, and Seven Wonders Duel, I think, is a simplified card-based version of the Seven Wonders board game. So Seven Wonders has been around for a long time. We've actually played that with your brother at Christmas or Is that or based holiday. on the Seven Wonders of the World yeah. thing? Yeah, okay. it's but um, building, you're trying to build those up. But uh, but no, Fog Love I saw at Target, and I it was interesting. It's like I saw it and then got distracted by something immediately. As you do. As you do. But uh, Fox in the Forest, I actually saw that this afternoon. I was out at um, a book reseller, 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 mm-hmm. uh, used bookstore, and they have a whole game section out there. And Fox in the Forest was there, and I looked at it, and I also looked at one called Book of, Mad- book of Madness, mm-hmm. where you play students, magic students, who have accidentally opened the wrong book in the library, and they're trying to shut it down. Is it the neck? Necronomicon. I don't think you could. I don't think you can use that. It's though. No, wait. It's got to be open. You got to be able to say that. They say it in uh, Evil Dead without having to pay anybody. But no, they don't. They don't specifically say. It. They just say it's like the Book of Madness, because you have to like uh-huh. keep make sure that you don't go mad while trying to shut it down. But Fox in the Forest. I've actually heard a lot of good things about that one. Fog of Love. I'm not familiar with, but uh, I also want to point out Nick Lorenz has been a longtime listener to my other podcast, Forty Going On Fourteen. Is this the Nick that I know? No. Oh, okay. I don't think you know Nick at all. Okay. Um, but Nick is actually on our, uh, the Forty Go Fourteen uh, Discord, chatting with us okay. continually. So yeah. he's a good guy. Great. Glad glad to have him on listening, and glad to get some feedback from him. Yeah. So, uh, so also, what are we doing tonight? Uh, we've got a wine tasting question of the day and got a couple of games for a couple of games for a couple. We have a couple of games that we're going to talk about. Uh, one is the game Dice Throne, and another is actually Nick's uh, suggestion for our demo for next week, which is a game Splendor. Well, we will get to there. So right now, we are tasting what? We are tasting something we've had before. Yes, this is a standard. Uh, here at the house, it's called Scarlet Path. It's an old vine Zinfandel from Lodi. Now, this is another Ollie find. Mm-hmm. Roll your eyes if you want. But uh, for the price, Aldi, you know, get a good, I call it burger and grilling wine. You know, it's not nothing super fancy. Now, this one, though, 
I feel like you do have to let it breathe. Mm-hmm. Bef- don't like don't sip it straight out of the bottle. No, don't drink it straight <laughs> out of the bottle. Because then you won't like it. Do you want a ting? Oh yeah, she's got a ting. I forgot the ting. ting. Okay. All right, we tinged. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, yeah, this one it's a little bit different. Whereas the, the first uh, Lodi Zin that we had tasted from oh, yeah. we had tasted earlier was. Uh, had more of a rounder cherry type flavor to it, like almost like a dark cherry flavor. This one almost has like a cranberry flavor. This has got a little bit of tartness to the beginning. Yeah, it's more tart. Not as dry as the other Zinfandel that we had. The previous Zinfandel got dried out a little bit further than this one does. This one stays a little bit juicier near the end, but are you going to try the trill again without choking? No. See, so I knew what you do. I can't even look at you. You do that. It's a much easier to do that with wine than it is with hot coffee from when I worked at Starbucks. Well, hot coffee, you burn your mouth. Yeah. Um, see, the secret is you do that. It's supposed to throw the wine across your tongue. You get a whole flavor profile of it and that sort of thing. And if you exhale through your nose, you know what happens? You drown. Well, no, you're supposed to swallow <laughs> the wine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, officer, you got to understand it. She waterboarded herself with a bottle of Zinfandel. I can't understand it either. Just take me in. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna bother. I'd rather do life in life in prison and have to explain what the hell just happened here. No, you you, um, you clear your sinuses. Clear your sinuses, and you get a little bit of a buzz because your capillaries are really close to the skin on the inside oh, yeah, of your nose. So you nose. get that vapor. Uh-huh. So I like this one. It's not super fancy. It's like. Seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine at Aldi, but it's good wine for hamburgers, hamburgers, burgers, you know, grilling simple out. grilling out, easy stuff. It's not. Uh, it's not a super sup- complicated. No. Um, or what do you call it? Not complicated. Complex. Yes. No, it is definitely a Zinfandel, and it's good. You know, like I said, this is a this is a standard here. We usually have a bottle or two of these sitting in the rack all the time. We need to do a white wine. We've been doing nothing but reds. Right, we have to buy a white wine. We don't have any white in the house? We have no white in the house. That's weird. We have vodka. Well, it's Vodka's fall, white. so we tend to do more reds in the colder weather. Rum, rum is white. Rum is white, but rum's uh, not wine. Kashaka's white. What's kashaka? That's another kind of rum. Oh, okay. So, anyway. <laughs> there it is. Scarlet Path, if you're at Aldi and if you're smart nowadays, definitely shop there. because It's, you- it's a fun bottle, too, because the... The label is like a velvet or yeah. velour or whatever you it's call like, it. It's like fuzzy. Yep. So um, so question of the day. What's we're either gaming tonight, you and I are going to get a game on, oh. or we're going to have a couple friends over. What is the best gaming food? Food to eat while you're gaming. Food to eat while you're gaming. Something you can hold with one hand. Because mm. you got your cards in the other. It is that is the thing, but at the same time, do you really want to have finger food while you're handling cards and miniatures and? Well, like chips. Chips is easy. Chips and salsa, or chips and guac, or chips and some kind mm-hmm. of dip, because then your fingers don't get quite as greasy. Quite as like Frito-y or Cheeto-y. Except I can't eat that while we're podcasting, because then you would yell at me for making noise. Well, that's why we're talking about. Food for gaming, for not chewing. podcasting. <laughs> uh, what would you? What would you say? Well, I've. Here's the thing: it's like when when we ran uh, our 
Pathfinder game with Joe, mm-hmm. the, the killer GM. Mm-hmm. When uh, that was when Pat and I were playing the Dwarf Brothers, Big Bicklewick and Fizz oh, Fizzlewick. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, Fizz Fizz. No, Big Bicklewick is still being held in the uh, prison tower because he knocked up the princess. Is how the story goes. But in reality, okay. Patrick just had to move back to, to Texas. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we had like a spread. Every time, like, Joe would make pulled pork, somebody else would bring biscuits, yeah, somebody else would bring some sort of side dish, and and we would eat, it was kind of, it was kind of a good idea, well, it, could have, it was a really good idea, we just ate beforehand. We had dinner, everybody ate. brought something, it's like a potluck dinner, mm-hmm. uh, brought beverages or whatever, and food and all that, and it was kind of nice, because I was still working at the grocery store at the time, so I could just grab stuff and bring it. Um... And we ate beforehand, so everybody was full while we were gaming. Mm. So you didn't need to have, like, a pile of chips somewhere and have to worry about, you know, grease on the cards or your book getting stained or anything like that. But that's or people all. losing their temper because they're hangry. Yeah, hangriness. And usually, it was, I mean, though, I will say that, that game group, uh, with Billy and uh, Josh and Sarah and Pat and me, Okay, that sounded weird because I sounded like Josh and Sarah were a couple and Pat and I were a couple. (laughs) Which I'm not saying that's wrong, but at the same time it's not right. (laughs) Um, But uh but no, it's um it was a it was a chill team and we weren't we weren't like too crazy. Crazy. No, nobody ever got really aggravated at anybody else because we've been we've been playing with each other for so long. Because your stomach was full of food. Right. You got all lethargic and I love you, man, and that kind of thing. Well, I mean, it, there was a little bit of aggravation once in a while when you don't, you know, you roll for a spell and wind up in a tree or something like that. But <laughs> well, that's the fault of the dice, though. Is it though? <laughs> Not always. <laughs> I'll tell you what: if I had, if I ate that much food and then played like a strategy game, my brain wouldn't work. You would win. A strategy game? I don't mm-hmm. think so. I think I think the it would be diminishing returns. Like the more I ate. I would eat, you would eat, and it would we would drop at the same level. You'd uh, you know you'd still be really? really good at strategy games, and I would still be dumb. I don't know. I get sleepy. Remember that time we had those people over and we were playing uh, Robo Rally. Yeah. And I almost had an aneurysm because the the one traffic jams. Not traffic. No, no, involving food. The, the, the one mom had her two year old standing on the table <gasps> holding a big gulp full of soda. Well, that right know. above my first edition of Robo Rally, which was yeah, with the metal miniatures and that I had painted and mm-hmm. the cardboard pieces yeah. and the cardboard box, and that yeah, was let's not talk about that. It was palatable. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was it's like you could chew the tension in the air, but but no, I mean, we've done game nights before you know we've had people over where we've played games where we do like a cookout and that sort of thing and then have gaming at the end of the day but i think Mm -hmm. it's a little bit different for we're going to get together eat and game versus we're going to get together to game and then we'll eat beforehand yeah well i would just picture more like snacks while you're gaming Mm -hmm. that's what we were talking about well when we ran the um pathfinder game for the for when I DM the Pathfinder game, room where uh-huh. we made pulled chicken and all that, and everybody yeah. had a meal. Had a meal, and then you play. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would definitely say I think for the. I've been told not that I can't do it anymore, but like I love gyros and that sort of thing, but I can't have feta oh. cheese because yeah, 
I, I get my love fog on when I have my feta cheese. <laughs> That's what you call it. Yes. And I apologized last night for the love fog. <laughs> what you mean is you clear the room. Yes, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but oh, food and gaming go hand in hand. What other snacks? I don't know, snack-wise. Like, if you're going to have a bowl of something, I think it should be something salty versus cheesy. Well, I can't have cheesy anyway, so... Well, I'm just saying nobody wants cheese dust on their stuff. Oh, well, that's true. No Cheetos. No Cheetos. Cheetos are, I think, a misnomer that they're like the gamer food. No, it's not. Nobody wants cheese dust anywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like sand. Gets up in your business. Do you remember the music majors in college complaining about stuff like that on the practice pianos? No. And things like, Yeah. Like people would eat Cheetos while practicing on the well, piano. Well, I guess they'd bring their snacks in there while they're practicing, and, and then there'd be like Cheeto dust all over the piano. I and, never, and I mean, they were having a fit. I never heard that, but that makes me so happy because usually most of the music majors at school were uh, kind of pretentious, kind of kind of air, yeah. Uh-huh. But <sighs> yes, yeah, so moving on from the best <laughs> foods of gaming. Uh, Games for couples. So I found this game uh, at Barnes and Noble. It's called Dice Throne. Dice Throne. Yes. Now T H R O N E. Yes. See, when I when you said Dice Throne the first time, I thought you meant T H R O W N. Yeah, like you throw them. Well, the good thing is, is that you do throw Dyson's also. Well. So look at how clever. So it's a play on words. Yes. So uh, Dice Throne is a two to six player dice combat game. Um, It's got two seasons. The first season, the way it plays out is that you have three boxes, uh, I'm sorry, four boxes for season one. And there are two different characters that are fighting against each other. So like the first one is Barbarian versus Moon Elf. The second one's Monk versus Paladin. This one I like. This is the one I want to get. Pyromancer versus Shadow Thief. And then Treant versus Ninja, which I think is extremely in the Ninja's favor because Treants aren't exactly known for moving quickly. There's a whole second season, too, where they have like a battle chest where you can get everything in one. That costs like 120 bucks. Each of these is about 30 so I guess you're saving a little cash if you get the, get the battle chest. Mm-hmm. But... It's a dice game, and you roll the dice to activate different skills for each of your each of your characters. So if you have specific, like, throw a fireball skill, you have to roll the dice and put the dice on the specific event or specific uh, skill to be able to use it. And it's either a one-time shot or, or last continue, you know, the whole time. Or it's, you know, it's one of those things where you you fight back and forth. It's almost, almost like magic, but you're only allowed to use um, instance like throwing instants and uh, enchantments. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's looks very cool. It the, sounds cool. Yeah, the art is actually pretty sweet. Uh, it's made by... Who is it made by? It is made by Roxley Games, designed by Nate Chatelier and Manny Tremblay uh, on Board Game Geek. It is currently sitting... Now, this is what I like. It's sitting at a 7.8. Anything that's like 7 or above, I think is a would be a good game. Uh, you know, one that I'd be interested in. And the weight on the complexity rating is 2.18. So I think... Out of five. For Yeah, out of five. I think for you and me, like, I like crunchy, crunchy games. But I think anything under 
two and a half, three would be good enough. That would be enough crunchy. Like anything between two and three would be crunchy enough for me and easy enough. You know, not, not so many rules. Mm-hmm. Like you had said, you don't like it when there's like a thousand rules and 18 million different tracks and right, that sort of thing. then I can't keep track of my strategy. Strategy. So I don't know. If you, Barbarian versus Moon Elf, Elf? Elf, Monk versus Paladin, Pyromancer versus Shadow Thief, and Treant versus Ninja. Which one would you? Hmm. Now, season two also has Seraph versus Vampire Lord, which sounds like a lot of fun. Tactician versus Huntress. This one I like. Gunslinger versus Samurai. Yeah. And then Cursed Pirate versus Artificer. Artificer. Yes. So they would have like inventions and stuff. Yeah, they'd right? have like gadgets or gadget <coughs> and that sort of thing. Um, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I used to have a paladin. You used to have a paladin years ago when we played D, uh, uh, World of Warcraft, huh? Barbarian versus Spoon Elf sounds like um, a brute versus like magic or something. Yeah. Now, look at this. There is actually a Marvel version of it. Of course, there's Marvel everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> looks like the Marvel version has Loki, Spider-Man, Wait, Thor. Wait, that's not on here. No, it's on their it's on their official page. Oh. Thor, uh, Doctor Strange, Black Widow. All the main ones. Scarlet Witch, Black Panther, and oh, hey, uh, Captain Marvel, because got to have Captain Marvel. Do you? But the thing that I like about it is that you can play this, and it could be two. It could be one on one, or if you have more boxes of it, you could do two on two, or a you know one versus one versus one free for all type of thing too. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of which also makes me think that at one point or another we have to do a game of Commander Magic. We commander have, Magic. Yeah, that's where you've got one commander that like you have. A, there's a lot of rules too. I'll, I'll we'll we'll talk about it eventually. But it, there's it's one of those where you have like one copy of each card in your deck mm-hmm. and then you play that and it's a lot of the cards that i always like to play with that had like global effects type of thing mm-hmm. but um but no dice starting looks really cool and it's 30 bucks so the cards and dice yeah it, you, it looks like season one you could get all in one box also mm-hmm. season one battle chest but there was a there was it's now it's called season one re-rolled so i think what they did was they had a season one came out and then they tweak the rules a little bit and that's where the re-rolled came from oh okay because it says here season one originally came all six heroes in one box yeah but now they've broken them up well because it's it's a lot easier for to get somebody to buy hey want to play this really cool two-player dice dice and card game for 30 bucks or would you rather buy a game for six you know two to six people for 120 shell out more money yeah big But it's got yeah. some good ratings. You know, it's a uh, 8, 7, 10. I mean, a lot of people on Board Game Geek. And if you're not familiar with Board Game Geek and you are a tabletop gaming fan, definitely check that out because it's got a lot of cool games that are coming up. The, they have the hotness, some cool stuff that's coming up, uh, such as Unconscious Mind, Ark Nova, Slay the Spire of the Board Game, which if you haven't played the, the uh, video game, it's uh, on playstation and on your cell phone and on steam it's it's everywhere so it's a very cool game you dig it then we have got uh well that's dice throne and the demo for the week we have had a suggestion from nick that we do the game splendor 
Which we own. Which we own, and we actually got from your brother about two, three years ago for Christmas. Have we? I don't think we've played it. No, I literally just unwrapped the plastic on this. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I I mean, it, it, the pieces are all still wrapped up in the plastic on the inside. Okay. Um, 7.4 on the rating on Board Game Geek with a weight of 1.78. Oh, so, so my brother said. Susie would enjoy this. It's not too complicated. See, the thing is, is that you you say you don't like complicated games, but if we ha- if we had a game that involved math, if we had a game that it literally just, it depends. Well, when we were talking about it the other day, I came to realize all those ones that were like that we were talking about were were like um. I'm having brain fog. I can't think of the word. Yeah, somebody told you you have brain fog. Amaze. You have brain fog and you didn't get a second opinion? Okay, stop. So (laughs) they were all like mazes or something that you had to work through. Well, that's me. I I like to solve. I'm a problem solver. I like to solve problems or puzzles. Mm -hmm. Like I like puzzles, period. And then so what I'm saying is it would probably just depend on the type of game it is yeah that is pretty pieces yeah i mean it's this he is like a stand i literally just opened here listen opening here like that oh. well don't sigh that ruins it Are you... and the if next... it's asmr i mean in the next in the next episode we're going to peel the plastic off of a computer screen <laughs> um this has got some really nice pieces i, I want to say it for Real stand, you know, good cardboard, thick cardboard, and the pieces that oh, represent pl- the jewels. Those are got some weight to them. Yeah, they're 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 like good uh, poker chips. Yeah, heavy. And cards look nice and weighty too. And one of the things that I love, the plastic on the inside of the box actually fits all the pieces. Yeah, it's form fitting, so form. all the round. Just like chips my pants actually fit into the round hole. Yeah. What What are you talking about? I'm sorry. About? What? No, it's it's like you got all the pieces. You can look at they got little uh-huh. slots for when you break up the cards, all that. Everything, and I bet when you put it, take everything apart and put it all back, it all fits, and you can close the box. I'm looking at you, Gloomhaven. Or <laughs> you can't put it back together. Yeah, you open yeah. up the box and, you know, yeah, I sure would love to be able to. This is the box for my game, where if I could fit it in there, but um, That's it's like the math manipulatives that I had. I could never fit them back in the box. Oh yeah, the base ten blocks. Mm-hmm. But uh, Splendor is a, they describe it as a game of chip collecting and card development. Players are merchants of the Renaissance trying to build gem mines, means of transportation shops, all in order to acquire the most prestige points. If you're wealthy enough, you might even receive a visit from a noble at some point, which of course will further increase your prestige. So I like the game. I mean, I haven't played it yet. I'm going to assume I'm going to like the game, but I definitely like the build. They won a lot of awards for this one. Yes, wow. they have. But we uh, we are going to. You think play we'll it. play that one? Yeah, we're gonna play. It. We're gonna do it for the demo when we do the video on uh, day next seven weekend. Next week, this coming weekend, and uh, we will definitely play it a couple times before then, so we get the rules down. I forgot what day it is. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's voting day. Yes, and we voted. We voted. We, okay so but uh but no it's um 
looks really good. And Nick, thank you very much for suggesting yeah. it because honestly, this has been sitting in my basement on the game shelf for two, three years right now. And I, I have quite a few games. Shame, game. shame. I have, I have a lot of games. We've talked about that. I hear them calling me in the night. That's why I'm up all the time. Lots of, we actually have quite a That's chunk of games. That's why you're up all night. That's why I'm up all night. <laughs> I hear the games calling my name. Uh, but yeah. So that is Prest- Splendor, where you play for Prestige. Not Prestige, where you play for Splendor, but Splendor. That's going to be in the show notes. Dice Throne, also in the show notes, I'm if sorry, you're looking Splendor for those. Splendor sounds like a street drug, doesn't it? Sounds like something that um, Johnny Mnemonic would have to like take in order to get the video out of his head. I gotta get my splendor, man. Otherwise, I'm not gonna be able to use my brain anymore. <laughs> or his brain will reject the That was a horrible Keanu Reeves. Yeah, it was. But uh, if you'd like to give us a call or get in touch with us, mm-hmm. you know, we would take any questions. We'd love to hear from you guys. And I know it's only been seven shows, but Nick, thank you very much for calling in. And uh, if you'd like a voicemail us or tweet us, it's in the show notes. You can just click a button, literally, if you're on your phone, click a button, record it on your phone, and just send us a voicemail, and you will hear your wonderful melodic voice on the air, unless you sound like Krusty the Clown, in which case you will hear your Krusty the Clown-like voice on the air. Oh, no. Yeah. And then we'll have nightmares. Um, yes, so voicemail, tweet, Facebook, Meeples and Wine. We, we are on Facebook. We have a Meeples and Wine page there where everything is getting posted along with our live stream videos when we do that. We did a video. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It looks so much like two middle-aged people doing a live stream video for the first time. <laughs> I forgot where the camera was. <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm going, I I only looked at the camera at the very beginning and then yeah. I just forgot. But. But no, it, and we also discovered our, our kitchen is very yellow. That's the other thing we discovered. Well, that might have been the tone of the yeah. camera. But uh, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are actually on Rumble also. So if you'd like to watch the video there, the videos will be posted there also. Mm-hmm. Meeples and Wine. And of course, you can go to our page, meeplesandwine.javacat.com. Yep. Those are all in the show notes. And thank you very much for listening. And we will be back tomorrow for episode eight. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.